Hey guys, good morning. It is Thursday, October 31st, 2019. It is Halloween. <laughs> How's it going, everybody? Uh, yeah, it's a pretty interesting morning. Um, turn on the TV and it looks like they're arguing in Washington, D.C. over that whole impeachment thing, the House of Representatives is going at each other's throat. Basically, the Republicans are saying on their side of the aisle that they're being mis, you know, treated. Uh, it's unfair that the fact that they're not be- being able to go into behind closed doors with the Democrats and interview these witnesses. Uh, and then on the other side of the aisle, with I just heard the end of Nancy Pelosi's speech saying that they're all about transparency and uh, what the what the president is doing is unconstitutional by blocking. Uh, subpoenas and you know you can't call something unconstitutional if what you're doing as far as the impeachment goes is unconstitutional so basically the Democrats are being hypocrites and, and the Republicans are bitching about it so that nonsense is going on and uh, excuse me for clearing my throat like I did you know, I got some great news yesterday I'm really happy about, which is actually going to have an effect on my podcast here. And as you know, as I mentioned, that uh, I will be moving. And I'm very thrilled about that because uh, my neighbor is just, on a daily and nightly basis, just bugging the shit out of me. And uh, yeah, this guy, I don't know, he needs to be locked up somewhere. But, thankfully, I got the word yesterday that I'm going to be able to move sometime very soon. And it looks like they want me to pack everything up and make sure... They asked me if I wanted to uh, move in before the 15th of November, and I said, absolutely. I'm ready to go, you know. I mean, I've only been in this place for six months, and I still haven't unpacked from my last move. So it's going to be much more easier for me so I'm really excited about that Um, that being said putting out podcasts will not be as frequent uh, as I'd like them to be and I believe I mentioned that probably about uh, maybe two maybe two or three a week maybe maybe just once a week in November and then slowly come back into putting out more uh, episodes, but I've really got to think about how I'm going to handle that because I really like it. I really do put out, enjoy putting out podcasts, you know. It's fun, it's kind of like a little hobby, you know, kind of like how my YouTube channel is. And that's another thing I get, get involved with is my YouTube channel again. I was having fun with that too. So, but this whole moving business has just been a burden for me to do anything, just anything to enjoy. It's just, it sucks. But anyhow, uh, I'll keep you updated on that. So probably tomorrow I'll do another podcast and then 
and announce exactly what my plans will be as far as releasing my episodes of my podcast. Um, today I want to talk about Twitter, if you haven't heard, if I haven't mentioned already, is that they they plan on banning political ads, um, unlike Facebook. So that's a big issue going on. It's kind of funny because it seems like Twitter and Facebook are having some sort of war of words between each other. And it's kind of it's kind of like big news here in the Bay Area because both the companies are just right here. In fact, where I'm at, I'm just I'm I'm probably uh hmm, I don't know, maybe about a 20 30 minute bike ride from Facebook. I mean, Facebook is just right close to where I'm at. <laughs> and and Twitter's just in downtown San Francisco. So, you know, it's kind of like almost a a social media civil war going on around here but yeah I guess there's there's an issue between uh, with the political ads and I'm gonna get into that and we also still have the issues with the fire situation up north as well as in Southern California uh, the questions are now coming about who's to blame and that seems to be the big talk in that regard um, and of course PG&E is going to be on blast I heard Gavin Newsom saying something like PG&E owes everybody thousands of dollars and you know and I just it, somewhere deep in my soul I, I feel that Gavin Newsom and the rest of the Democrat cronies up in Sacramento truly want to put PG&E on blast and, and, and condemn them to the point where they'll just give up their utility to the government and uh, you know when it goes under government control we start going down that road of socialism and California seems to be proud doing that and wants to be the lighthouse of socialism in America which is a very very scary thing and there's, I'm still reading articles about the mass exodus of people leaving California because of the, the taxation and, 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 their poli- and the political policies that, that are in the state. And uh, rightfully so. I would leave too. In fact, that is still on my plan. Even though I'm moving just kind of uh, to the next city over here in California in the Bay Area, uh, I still have plans on wanting to get the hell out of here. So that's not leaving anytime soon. That idea is not leaving me anytime soon uh let's see what else niners aim to stay perfect by ending skid and desert so they're getting ready for their big hopeful eight no uh oh yeah i did take a look at the the world series game seven last night that was an exciting game it was really really great game i really enjoyed myself i was just really shocked when i found out that the series tied at three and three because it Deep in my, I really thought, I really did think that they were the Houston Astros were like three and or three and in the series, and then in a blink of an eye, they were tied three three. So I don't know what I missed. I mean, I was told, I, I like I said before in my last uh, uh, episode, I you know, I was just absolutely clueless to the World Series. So, I mean, it must have been pretty exciting to see him come 3-3, three because three, I thought it was 3-0. Oh. But, anyhow, 
that's neither here nor there, but they did end up winning the Washington Nationals. I believe it was 4-2. I'm kind of flipping through the paper. I'm having issues with my Wi-Fi again. Yeah, they did. So congratulations to the Nationals. And, oh, 6-2. It wasn't 4-2, excuse me. I get they just I love that they did rally. I remember that they really went off and just Houston Astros pitching just collapsed. So what are you gonna do? All right. So when I come back, I'm gonna talk about this whole Twitter. I'm gonna read that article, see what's uh, being reported. So I will come back to you guys right after this. So I wanted to get to this article real quick. And basically, it's the so-called civil war. I'd call it the social media civil war between Twitter and Facebook. And I'm going to try to get this in as quickly as possible. I actually tried to do this uh, this segment just a few minutes ago, and I butchered it the hell out of it, so I deleted it. Now i got to start all over again. The power of podcasting. It can beat you up. Okay. So, basically, it starts off this way. Uh, political message reach should be earned, not bought, CEO Dorsey says. You know, and right off the top, I am kind of wondering what that – I'm trying to read something into this. I, I don't know. Political message reach should be earned, not bought. So, is he saying that for his particular platform – um, if he agrees with what you say, you have earned the right to convey that message on his platform. And if you have not conveyed the correct message that he would like to hear from you, that you are not allowed to uh, convey that message on his platform. I mean, what is he actually saying when you say that? I mean, let's read this sentence one more time. Political message reach should be earned not bought um i don't know call me crazy but it sounds a little fascistic you know it just it really comes off as pretty fascistic just saying so the article starts off um as facebook continues to defend its controversial policy that allows politicians to run false advertising Twitter said Wednesday, it is pulling the plug on political ads altogether. We've made the decision to stop all political advertising on Twitter globally, Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey tweeted Wednesday. Quoting, we believe political message reach should be earned and not bought. Uh, the new policy effective November 22nd will apply to candidate to, to con- candidate and issue ads. Excuse me. Continuing on. While internet advertising is incredibly powerful and very effective for commercial advertisers, that power brings significant risks to politics, where it can be used to influence votes to affect the lives of millions, Dorsey added. You know, if you really are that weak-minded where your whole belief system is swayed, is, is controlled by social media and uh, TV and radio and everything like that, if you, if it really, if those mediums, you know, sway your opinion about social and political issues, 
I don't know, man. Call me crazy, but it sounds like that you have a weak mind. And maybe you ought to check yourself real quick. I mean, if you're so dependent upon what you read on the... I mean, if you really believe everything you read on the Internet is true, yeah, there's something wrong with you. Uh... I keep looking at this other article, but the article, the other article is right here. Um, if that sounds familiar, it's because online misinformation has been shown to have played a key part in the 2016 U.S. presidential race. Dorsey and the top executives at Facebook and Google all have testified before Congress over Russian misinformation campaigns run on their social media platforms, among other things. Some are cheering Twitter's move which could negative, negatively affect its already declining uh, revenue while also pointing out that the company hasn't solved its misinformation problems. So far, the company has offered no antidote for politicians who make false statements in their own tweets. Uh, I think the road they're trying to go down now is um, the Trump road. You know what I mean? I think they're going to they're going to start saying that Trump's throwing out misinformation about his uh, other candidates. I th you know, it, it, you know, this is I'm just going to inject this right now before I go any further. Bottom line, what this is is controlling Trump's tweets by putting out the so-called rule, you know, because what he's tweeting is pretty much truth. But if it's against their own personal, political, or social agenda, it's considered a lie, and they don't want you to hear it. So now they come up with these new rules. I mean, what are they going to do? Ban Trump? Are they going to get a ban? His, I mean, I bet Trump is half their revenue. They get the busy, the big, Twitter gets the biggest ad revenue from Donald Trump. I don't know what news channel you prefer to listen or or watch, uh, but ladies and gentlemen, a lot of the times news agencies want to report something on the president, they refer to a Twitter tweet, you know. So Twitter gets plenty of advertising for its social media platform. Uh, oh, sorry about that interjection, but I had to get that off my mind. So going, going on, uh, quote, rather than taking the Facebook route and letting anarchy ensue, Twitter is taking responsibility, said Eric Goldman, director of the Santa Clara University's School of Law's High Tech Law Institute. But it's still allowing politicians to lie without consequence. I mean, yeah, nobody likes a liar, but let's, let's face it, lying is protected by the First Amendment, so... Just throwing that one out there, too. Uh, Goldman said it's not just about President Donald Trump, whose online megaphone of choice is Twitter. Uh, quote, Trump is a symptom of the disease, he said. So you hold, before I go any further, he said, this guy says, Trump is a symptom of the disease. When did truth become a disease? Just because you don't like what he says or does. Because you dislike the guy, because he wasn't your guy that became president, doesn't mean it's a disease, and doesn't mean it's misinformation. Trump said Trump is a symptom of the disease. He said, 
The disease is politicians will lie if given the chance. Well, he's right about that. Goldman believes politicians currently in office shouldn't be allowed on Twitter or any other platform where they can spread their messages unfiltered. That's bullshit. Now, there's your fascism. There you go. They don't want you to hear from the president. They don't want you to hear from a person maybe like me or maybe like you if they deem your message to be uh, political in nature or maybe one-sided versus your side. It's fascism. This is the fascism. This is totalitarianism. Twitter's much bigger competitor, Facebook, has been under fire for uh, for, for refusing to take down an ad by Trump's re-election campaign that included accusations against former Vice President Joe Biden that have been proven false. Facebook said it does not fact-check political ads and has no intention of doing so. What is false? What is false about looking at the guy on video with my volume turned up saying, telling a story about how he pressured a Ukrainian official to fire a prosecutor that was looking into his son, Hunter Biden, doing illegal dealings with that gas company or that energy company for which he has no educational background to even be a part of. And if he didn't fire him, he was going to withhold $1 billion of tax-paid money, money from your pocket that you rightfully earned if you're a U.S. citizen working in America. So why is that false? So obviously you can tell this guy is biased, right? Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg has said the policy is a matter of freedom of expression. During Wednesday's earnings call, he dug in and pointed out that TV networks and Google run political ads too. He also said that political ads will bring in only 0.5% of the company revenue this year. People, people such as Democrat, uh, Democratic presidential candidate Senator Elizabeth Warren have sharply criticized Facebook's policy. Warren ran a false ad on Facebook claiming that the tech company is supporting Trump's re-election, which is not to illustrate her point. Hey, it's funny, man. You, you know, and Kamala Harris was saying the same damn thing that she that she demanded Twitter and Facebook to remove Trump from their social media platforms. Another fascistic uh, move by a Democrat trying to shut Trump down. You know, these people will do anything to keep Trump from getting reelected. They will do anything. People such as oh, oh yeah, I just read that. Jesus Christ. Bernice King, daughter of the late Martin Luther King, also has been criti critical of Facebook recently because Zuckerberg in invoked her father while defending the tech giant's policy. She tweeted a couple of weeks ago, quote, I'd like to help Facebook better understand the challenges MLK faced from disinformation campaigns launched by po politicians. These campaigns created an atmosphere for the assassination Unquote. Now, on Wednesday, she wrote in a tweet directed at Dorsey, quote, Thank you, Jack, 
for taking the lead on responsible sharing of political ads via social media. Last week, Representative AOC, and if you, I don't really want to try to pronounce it, ah, what the hell, I'll try. Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, known as AOC, uh, questioning of Zuckerberg's exposed holes in Facebook's policy of not checking facts and political ads. When the congresswoman from New York asked the CEO whether she would be able to buy an ad that would target black voters and give them an incorrect election date, he said no. Their exchange has inspired many memes. I'm telling you, AFC is such a nutcase, man. In addition, the New York Times this week published a letter sent to Zuckerberg by 250 of his own employees in which they said... Quote, misinformation affects us all, unquote, and free speech and paid speech are not the same thing. It was a rare public show of dissent within Facebook. You know, I don't think he's really worried about 250 employees. I, I heard that he employs over 35,000, so I don't know. If 30, I think it was 35,000 they had mentioned last night, if I'm not mistaken. But I find it hard to believe that 250 people are going to affect Mark Zuckerberg. And how he's going to run his own company. <laughs> I think he can afford to, you know, let, if they decide they wanted to quit for whatever stupid reason, I think it, it's easy to, easy to say that uh, he'd be okay with it. He'd say, okay, well, good luck to you. One San Francisco man is going as so far as to declaring himself a candidate for California's governor to further highlight Facebook's policy. He argues that if Trump can run false ads on Facebook, why can't he? You know, and that's what trips me out. Why, why? All of these people say that Trump is lying. Well, prove it. Just prove that he is lying. And then you made your case. But not one person can prove this. If they can't prove it out here in in the general public, they sure in the hell can't prove it in Washington, D.C. right now in that basement, that so-called farce of an impeachment. Adriel, this, the guy's name is Adriel Hampton this week, registered for the 2022 gubernatorial race, but Facebook has blocked a false ad he tried to run. <laughs> you know what? That's That's pretty funny. Because I've always ranted on my Twitter account, and I think also here on uh, my podcast, I'd love to take Eric Swalwell's job. I would love to take his job. He's in my district, and he hasn't done a goddamn thing for my district, let alone any politician in California that, that has a you know cozy little job up there in D.C. Like Maxine Waters and Adam Schiff. Nancy Pelosi, all these goons, man. They haven't done a goddamn thing for any of our districts. Our districts are going to hell. I would love to go against Eric Swalwell. He hasn't done shit for this community. Fucking goofball. Uh, this Adriel Hampton quotes, The problem here is regular people in America are being abused by the corporate, corporate state, Hampton said. Wednesday in an interview with this news organization, he said he's considering suing Facebook over its blocking of his ad. 
and that he plans to produce a whole bunch of fake video ads for other political candidates who also want to call out Facebook over its policy. Facebook has not returned a request for a comment about Hampton. <laughs> it just trips me out. People actually think if Trump produces something that's factual that you can see for your own two eyes and hear for your own from your own two ears that it's a it's still a lie that the guy's still lying and when they sit there in the in this goofball what's his name goldman the santa clara university school of law high tech law institute uh, eric goldman this guy he's sitting there saying that trump is a uh, hasn't proved that the accusations against Biden are false. I mean, obviously he's not using his two eyes and his two ears to look at look at Biden sitting there saying he's going to withhold taxpayer one billion dollars of taxpayer money. So who's the real liar? Who's really spreading this information? I think partially in this article, the East Bay Times, because that's not true. Until you can prove otherwise, don't accuse somebody. Don't call a person a liar if if you can't prove it. So, I don't know. It, it just listen. Jack Dorsey could do whatever the hell he wants with his his social media platform. That that doesn't bother me. You know, I mean, if you really want to get your message out there, just go to Gab. You know, Gab.com or what is it? Gab.org. Look that up. Anyhow, it's a, it, it's just like Twitter. It's free speech. You know what I mean? Nobody's going to punish you for, because you have a thought in your head. They're not going to block you. You know what I mean? So, all right. That's enough of that. I got a big day today. I got a couple appointments to go to. I got to get ready for this whole moving situation. So, uh, when I come back... I don't know exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to kind of glance through this newspaper. Maybe I'll talk about, I don't know, I'll talk about something. But until I figure out what the hell I'm going to do, I will talk to you guys in a moment. All right, so it's about 5.30 p.m. in the afternoon. I had a long day. Um, I had to make final arrangements on moving to my new place across town, uh, actually into the next door town, next door neighbor town, <laughs> the next town over, I should say. Um, so I'm pretty exhausted, and I didn't get a chance to even continue on this podcast, so I'm just going to kind of make this the last segment, and I thought maybe I'd just share a couple stories before I just end it for the day, and then Friday... I'll just get into that, my plans as far as podcasting goes here in, uh, at the end of the segment. Uh, I'll just share a couple of stories that I came across. Um, one being um, in Long Beach, killed in nine hurt in Long Beach shooting. Um, I didn't hear about this one. A gunman who opened fire from a alley in a party killed three people and wounded nine others in a Long Beach before fleeing in a vehicle, uh, police said Wednesday. The search was underway for at least one suspect, possibly more, after the Tuesday night attack at a home. Police Chief Robert Luna called the shooter a coward and urged residents to come forward with any information that might lead to an arrest. We need to get these dangerous people off the street, he said. Authorities believe the shooting was planned, 
though a motive had not yet been determined, there was no evidence it was gang-related. Quote, I don't believe this was just a random act of violence, Luna said. Police said a man with his face concealed fired the shots from an alley behind the home in the gathering of 25 to 30 people, including a group of co-workers, then fled in a vehicle. Luna said arriving officers found a horrific bloody scene. Three men were killed, seven women and two men were taken to a hospital with gunshot wounds. The conditions could not be immediately determined. The names of those killed have been withheld pending family notification. Luna said he doesn't remember a case with so many victims in the coastal city after more than three decades working there. Wow. Long Beach, huh? That's the LBC, isn't that where uh, Snoop Dogg and everybody is from? The LBC? I guess that's what they referred to Long Beach. I thought they were all about the gang shootings and everything. So that's kind of amazing to hear that Long Beach hasn't had any type of homicides or anything like that in the past year or so. But that is tragic. So I hope they actually find who the guy is. And it looks like that Trump had honor, uh, gave a Medal of Honor to a Green Beret. Uh, let's see if I can get a name really, real quick. The Medal of Honor was presented to Master Sergeant Matthew O. Williams of Texas, who still serves in the Army. The events led, uh, leading to the honor occurred in April of 2008 during a mountainside firefight that lasted several hours as Williams' team and about 100 Afghan commandos were attacked by insurgents waiting above them. So, that's really cool. Glad to hear that. I'm really glad that these... Uh, Soldiers are getting honored the way they do, especially for their bravery. I mean, my God. I mean, that's, I mean, each and every one of them is a movie that could be made in Hollywood, you know? Uh, and it looks like also New York City had joined California in banning the, sell, the sale of Fogwa. Far, now, <laughs> I've always had trouble pronouncing it, but it's Fogwa. You know, it's uh, basically, what is it? Um, they're, they're, they're young ducks, aren't they? Eight-week-old eight mallard ducks feed freely in cage-free barn at Hudson Valley Fogwa Duck Farm in Ferndale, New York. The New York City Council on Wednesday passed a bill that bans the sale of Fogwa, fattened liver of a duck, at restaurants, uh, grocery stores, or shops. Okay. Well, I don't know. It really that really doesn't um, that doesn't really kind of affect me in any way because I don't enjoy eating duck. Period. Even if it's just the meat. But the, the fatty liver, I, I don't see why people would be out, <laughs> outraged by that. But, you know, everybody has their own flavor, right? Uh, and there is one article I really wanted to get into, but like I said, it's been a long day. And I'm just going to cut it right here as far as talking or getting down with any type of news. I mean, there's plenty of news out there, but what did I hear? Uh, I think it was something that... Uh, no, never mind. <laughs> I'm just, like I said, my brain's a little tired. Uh, let me just kind of finish up with this News of the Weird. This is the what they call the News of the Weird section here in the East Bay Times, page 2. Uh, just real quickly. Uh, Andrew Blackwell, 25, has his sights set on a particular home in Salt Lake City, Nevada. And apparently he will stop at nothing to make it his own. Since late August, Blackwell has been repeatedly entering the home, do, doing work around the house, including removing trees and shrubs, 
installing new locks and telling other neighbors he had bought the house. Blackwell offered the elderly owner of the home who lives elsewhere $90,000 for her property, which has a market value of $363,000. After the owner refused, he told her he would, quote, forge any document needed to get the property, unquote. Police issued a warrant for Blackwell's arrest. My God. What the, what the hell is wrong with people, man? You're going to muscle an old lady for her home and give her, what, what 90 grand for a, a property valued at $320,000? I've heard of, actually, I've heard of squatters actually taking residence in people's properties and then fighting over any type, you know, if the owner comes and tries to evict them and kick them out, you know, get in law enforcement. All of a sudden, they have to go through a court battle court battle to evict the homeless people that squatted in their property and I know about this particular scam because it happened to my father's uh, wife and she had owned some property in Florida and some squatters had moved in and this happened to be after a hurricane I don't know which hurricane it was it was this was I guess about 10 years ago 10 plus years ago and uh, some squatters had moved in there and she didn't know because she lived at the time here in California, before they, you know, my mom and, I mean, uh, my stepmom and my father had moved to Utah. So the people that were renting from this home, you know, had told her they're moving out and they had found a new place and so on and so forth. She said, okay, you know, and so she, I guess she had one of her sons, my stepbrother, go down there and check out the property, lock it up. Do what needed to be done, you know, all the asking, you know, all the housing issues that needed to be taken care of. And right after this hurricane, uh, probably about a couple of weeks afterwards, people started squatting in there, and she really didn't realize people, a, a crowds of, I guess it was a, almost a dozen people were actually sheltering into her home, and the police had contacted her finally and found out where, you know, who owned the home. And informed her what was going on. She said, oh, shit, you know. So she had to fly down there, take care of the business herself. They literally were going to um, sue her because they felt that they were being illegally evicted. And since they had squatted there for over a certain period of time, I think it was only just like 30 days or something, they said that they were going to sue her ass. So instead of going through all that nonsense, since she wasn't ever going to go back to Florida to live there she just decided to sell the home and, and put that burden on somebody else but in the meantime the cops were dealing with the squatters and it was a whole mess so she said ah hell with that i'm just gonna sell it so uh yeah you know if you got a property man be very careful about you know be on top of that property because i'm telling you once the squatters go in there you know depending on where this property is and you know what state and what city it's in you might be on a you, you might be going through some hell trying to get those people out of your home so you know, that's something to kind of be uh, aware of. All right. Well, guys, I am done for the day. Thank you very much for checking in. Uh, it's a short podcast. I know that. Like I said, I was very busy today. And tomorrow I'm going to get into a little bit more details of my moving away from this nut house that I'm living in. Thank God. Some great, great news there on that, on that front. 
And uh, just like I said, a little bit more detail of exactly what I'm planning on doing as far as my podcast goes and releasing my episodes and stuff like that. So that being said, I'll end end it right there and kind of just tell you to go check out my YouTube channel. It's World of Dan, capital W. O-R-L-D, capital O-F, capital D-A-N, all one word, no spaces. Go check it out. I got a montage of all kinds of different videos. There is no real set video in there. You know, it's just a little bit of everything, little, you know, bunch of opinions, uh, unboxing videos, uh, old videos of my birds I miss. I I love those videos. Um, Just all kinds of stuff. Going to festivals, car shows, stuff like that. So please go check it out, like, subscribe, share them, and don't forget to take an opportunity to you know, subscribe to this podcast. I really would appreciate it. That being said, I hope you guys have a wonderful day. I A wonderful Halloween. Let me just kind of just put it out there. Happy Halloween to each and every one of you. Please stay safe. Don't drink and drive. Make sure the kitties are in there real early make sure you check their candy make sure there's no there's no razor blades in the apples you know what i'm talking about that might be a little too old school i don't know if they give out apples to kids these days but uh i remember that was kind of a thing where they you know hospitals will even let you bring your candy that you you know you scored on and they would x-ray the candies for you to make sure there was nothing screwy going on so make sure you check out all your your candies and stuff like that and I don't know. It's a different. It was different back in the day. Back in the day, you just kind of trusted all the neighbors. Now you really don't know what the hell's going on out these days. You know, maybe it's just better off to just kind of accept like maybe gift cards or something. I don't know. Halloween's different in 2019 compared to when I was trick or treating. But uh, I don't know. I'm probably gonna go around. I'm gonna just kind of. I like going around the neighborhood at night. It's getting close to night now. It's getting sunset time. I like checking out all the costumes the kids are wearing what they're wearing these days i think it's kind of cool and i think uh, there's a haunted house right down the street too so i might go check that out too i don't know kind of get into the spirit you know before i start having to tackle this big moving thing i got going all right thank you again i hope to check you guys check in with me uh, tomorrow and i will talk to you guys really soon so that peace out Oh,